You're listening to the iFanboy Pick of the Week podcast, episode 42, sponsored by GeekGlamour.com. Hi, welcome to the iFanboy Pick of the Week podcast. This is episode 42. We are still alive. Barely, no. <laughs> Barely? We we survived. Dodge the internet bullet. My name is Connor. I'm here with Ron. Hey. And Josh. Hello. And uh, what Connor, Connor's been alluding to is that it's been a very busy day at iFanboy today because we, um, we had a bit of a server crash this morning on iFanboy.com, but we were back up and running by 5 o'clock, I think. So we we only, a, only lost a little bit of information, which was... Exactly. And we're, we're back on doing the podcast for you. So I've learned to uh, back up my pick of the week's. Yes. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, I have to write it again? But always back up. Yeah, so, yeah. Lesson learned. So at iFanboy.com, we like comics. We read comics, and every week we read a bunch of comics, and one of us picks the best one and writes about it, like Josh did, but did not back up. And then we come to the com- this podcast, we talk about it, and also various other topics that we like to discuss. Before we get to the pick, reminder, this is a review show, so we're going to talk about things that have happened already in comics, so if you haven't read your books yet, uh, skip to the middle, because we're going to have spoilers. So yeah. Josh has got the pick this week. Josh, well, uh, I, I don't know if you noticed, but last week the pick was Detective Comics, uh, whatever number it was, eight twenty two, eight twenty two. The month before that, it was eight twenty one. Uh, the week before that, it was uh, Escapist number one, and of course this week it would then follow that uh, it's Escapist number three, which means, Ooh. by number the way, you... we're awful with numbers today. <laughs> oh god, <laughs> episode forty two, issue two, issue eight twenty two, Life, the Universe, and everything. <laughs> <laughs> it's the ultimate question and answer. See, I don't even know that. Anyway, okay. Either way, escape is number two. Uh, next week, by my logic, uh, it's the next. Uh, Ron will have to pick the next Deadpool, Cable Deadpool. And if it's good, goddamn it, I'll pick it. All right. Because <laughs> people loved it when you picked Cable Deadpool. It was a good issue. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Okay. Um, as you know, we really, if, if you've been listening, uh, we really, really liked the first uh, Escapist issue, which kind of took everybody by surprise. Brian K. Vaughn heading up sort of an all-star team of uh, people doing a really unique story. And, uh, you know, a lot of times you'll have a first issue come out, and then it'll be really good, and then the ones after that will kind of let you down. I was really, really happy that this was not the case. Um, I think as I sort of wrote in my review that I personally, I am not, I'm, I'm getting over the self-referential postmodern sort of like we know we're we're in a comic book so we're going to write about a comic book or we're in a movie but we're going to write about being in a movie or other movies like that because I kind of think it's been done to death and it was you know it was original for a little while and 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 you know then it got to be everybody did it but uh to be fair I don't think I've ever actually seen this done in a comic book before and I think that that was one of the things that I, I kind of enjoyed it. And you have this story where they're putting together a comic book and they're referring to going back in and fixing the captions or the colors are too dark and they've got to get it to Quebecois for the printing and all that stuff. And it, it was kind of interesting in this stuff. I don't want to see it all the time. I don't want to, I don't think it would be terribly interesting all sorts of times. But right now it's actually, it's kind of interesting and because it's coming from Brian Vaughn who's actually making comics. Um, and you get to see a little bit of what, what it's like for those guys to, to put together a book. Um, and isn't making not... comic books a subplot of at least half the indie books out there? I don't know. I don't is read it... indie books. No. <laughs> well, no, it's, 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 yeah, nice. 
it seems as if the it seems as if a lot of the indie books that I've at least read in the past couple of years, there have been a lot of them where like, oh, because they're very, they're more personal autobiographical well, stories. Well, autobiographical. Like, I draw is, comics. I want to put out comics, and so it ends up being like that. Well, autobiographical know, so. is different than this, which is right. absolutely, absolutely, about, absolutely, yeah, yeah. Um, and maybe, I mean, maybe that's sort of what I meant by they exist in this world. But the thing is, that's not the only part of the story. It's not about doing a comic book. Well, he's done a good job really layering different kinds of stories. Yeah, there's different things in here. There's different things to, to latch on to. And it's actually, it's a superhero comic is what it is. It's just totally. a very set-in-reality superhero comic that, you know, because this is what would happen if somebody kind of tried to do this in real life. Yeah, on- honestly, it's true to the voice of the book, Cavalier and Clay. Right. Because that was set in a world of people making comic books, and it was a almost like a superhero story in the real world about people who make comics. So, so uh, what we've got here is they're continuing on, and they're going to put together the book, and they've got this scheme of 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 having their their letterer, who is a big bulky jockey dude. I just uh, want a letter, up. huh? I just want a letter. He just wants a letter, but they dress him up like the escapist, and apparently he foils some sort of plot. And uh, and then of course that ends up on the news and appearance. Then now the story is that there's a real superhero running around, and how will they deal with it? And that's sort of the end of the thing. Um, it should be noted that this month uh, it was actually a different artist. But if you weren't paying attention, you probably wouldn't have noticed. They went from uh, who's the guy last? Philip Bond, Philip Bond. Uh, yeah. to Steve Rolston. They've both they've both done um, sort of Oni books and, and things in the past. And they have a very similar style. Both of which styles are two. They're actually, I love that's those two artists. They're both two of my favorites, and I, I refer to them a lot in the kind of books that I like. And then the superhero segments are done by Jason Alexander, who I don't know what else he's done, but I know him from doing um, uh, Queen from Country. Making, or from making a joke about his table in Artist Alley at the con. We did do that because he has yes. the same name as the actor who played George Costanza. Let's get that out of the way. I notice he's got an initial in his name on this book, though. He's Jason And I'm sure Alexander. he never gets anything, any shit about right. that. Because it's all. incredibly never. original to go, oh, you're yeah. like George. Right, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's if anything, you know, we, we were just pandering to, to beneath us to make that joke. So. Oh, yeah, and we'll do that yeah. again. Anyway, the Jason Alexander <laughs> art is very, um, it, it's it got an entirely different style than the Steve Rolston bits. And so you can tell when they go into superhero action that that's what's going. It really nice. It sort of reminds me of Jay Lee, who did yes. uh, Inhumans yep. and did uh, this first century. I'm, I'm a huge big Jay Lee fan. I think Jason. Did you like? Did you do you like Hell Shocker? You know what? I didn't, don't think I read it. That was that before was like first, Inhumans, right? That was uh, Image years ago in the '90s. You know like what? That came out book. just the, just before I started reading comics again. Okay. Because Inhumans came out that sort of summer that I really got back into it. So Hellshock was early '90s. That's what I'm but saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, yeah. Totally. So um, check it out. You would, you would dig it. It was really good. Cool. Um, basically, I I really dug this book. I thought the second issue was just as good, if not better, than the first. It's really easy to open a story and be interesting, but it's hard to keep it going. And they they did. Um, I think they just improved on a lot of the things that happened last time. Beautiful book. Like they've put like a lot of money into it. Like it's it's nice, thick, heavy paper, and it's just it's well produced. It's well colored. It's good stuff. The, co- the cover stock's a little flimsy. Well. The interior uh, no, I mean, if you're talking about the pr- if you're talking about the print quality, right. I mean, and the production quality, I mean, that's the one thing is I thought the pages are really nice, but that's the one thing that that I actually noticed because my cover pages are curling and in, okay. in, in the heat. I but, see that. Um, I would like I would like a little heavier cover stock. Dark, Seriously, dark horse, we, if you're listening, did you make another heat reference just now? <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes, I did actually. <laughs> that was he snuck that one in. It was subtle. I I'm going to be controversial and say I didn't like the art so much. 
Wow. Really? You I, bastard. I, you bastard. I know. Once I got beyond the Jason Alexander stuff, <laughs> you, which I liked, I got to Steve Austin, and I went, ugh, what happened to the art? Hooked up, you got me hooked on this book with ep- with issue one. You don't know what the lengths I went to to get ep- uh, episode, <laughs> issue number one, because my store sold out of it, and then I went to the city, and then my store got it, and then I, I ended up buying three copies of it, basically. So Why three? Because wow. they're only a dollar, and I felt bad. <laughs> for the, and I, like, I just, I don't know, I felt bad. So. Did you give it anyway. to somebody who doesn't read comics? Not yet, but I plan to. This is the book. My wife kept saying, hey, is that is that Escapist book coming out again? Ever since the first one, she's asked me every week. It's a good so book. She, does, she, does she know that the things are on a monthly schedule? And that she should know by now. I mean, it's been <laughs> seven People years. People who don't read comics have no concept of time. <laughs> she does pay um, attention, doesn't she? So, so you didn't like the Ralston, the Ralston. Bits, I like right? him otherwise, but compared to Philip Bond, it was a big letdown. Well, the thi- really? the thing is, yeah. the th- what I think is interesting is, I mean, I think that you definitely need the two different styles to to distinguish the different parts of the story. Absolutely, and, yes. And I and I almost wouldn't want that the the styles to be swapped in their roles because it's because basically the the, the first couple of pages that are the comic book that the chick drew um, are supposed to be drawn by the chick and be like more. You know, modern, kind of style, car- yeah. modern, current, yeah, and then you've got, and then you've got the the more kind of cartoony style telling the story. So I think the the roles fit perfectly. No, I, I like I like that part. I'm just saying, I I, I prefer Philip Bond to Steve Ralston. Do you remember Steve oh, right, Ralston yeah. from Queen and Country? Yes. Did you like I, him on that? Uh, it was all right. I like. See, I really love his style. So the two of them to me are kind of interchangeable. I I, I guess I can see what you're saying. I wonder if the first issue was almost like a pilot and Philip Bond. I think so because if you look yeah. at the number three the, in the back, it says Ralston's doing three too. And so the question is, what the hell else is Philip Bond doing that he's so busy that he can't do this? Because honestly, know. the last thing I read by him was from ten years ago. He's a 007. <laughs> I'm sure he's done work since then. I guess it's I probably so. for Vertigo, and you just didn't buy it. Probably, <laughs> I just I just completely blew past me. So <laughs> I liked it. I mean, I thought this. I mean, it was this was de- it was it would be. I, I always cringe a little whenever. Like I cringe last week when we picked Detective Comics again, and I cringe a little when we picked this again, and I cringe every time I pick a book that we pick a lot because mm-hmm. I, you know, because you a part of you wants that when you're doing the pow, a part of you wants to find the book that nobody else is reading or like to be like this kind of you know trendsetter. Yeah, trendsetter type thing. But sometimes you just can't escape it. You know? Oh! oh. <laughs> but um, I mean, I, I would say I would be hard pressed to have not. I would have been hard. It would have been very difficult to not pick this as my pick this week as well. I think that the only other thing that I really had running for it, along with it, was probably the uh, Ultimate Spider-Man annual. Which w- which would again would be a little cringeworthy because that's almost too easy. It's almost going back. Well, to that's that, yeah, why I, I would have picked Spider Man and his Amazing Friends, but we're not going to talk about that book. Da, 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 da. Well, we got two Spider Man books. So let, let uh, compare and contrast. Why, why was Ultimate Spider Man Annual good in your mind, Josh? It was a, just a fun book. It was like there was all sorts of guest stars, and there was the Kingpin, and and the what's the other guy's name? The silly, the Kangaroo, sure. and oh. Moon Knight, and Daredevil, and all sorts of comic book action. It was an annual, and I mean, then there was a totally there was like a an tw- there was a twist about one of the recurring characters, the cop. Yep. Um, you know, there was a, there was information revealed about this. You know, plus this something m- they're setting something big up. Yeah, totally. It was it was a fun standalone, but it also left some dangling threads. Punisher this was could, in it. This could be the kind of book where, like, in a year, it's going to be like you've got to go back and get annual number two to see, you know, to exp- to understand why this is happening. You, mm-hmm. know, like. you said that well, about I, another book we talked about once, and I can't remember what that was. Did that turn out to be true? I guess not, because we can't remember it. It may have Son been. Of a bitch. So much stuff <laughs> happening, but also like you know, it wasn't Mark Bagley, but it was similar. But it was a refreshing change. Right. Daredevil was a little more um, badass in the ultimate in this Ultimate Universe than I remember. Yeah, yeah, he's a bit of a. It's interesting because he's writing. You know, Bendis is famous for writing Daredevil, and this is a bit more of a jerky Daredevil. 
Yeah, a younger Brad. It's kind of like Batman. Ah. I did think the, the art got a little too... Um, I, I thought the art was okay, but there was a couple of moments, like that one shot of Daredevil, where it was like, okay, you know, you don't have to tell Joe Quesada that you're working for him. You know, like, it, it doesn't have to look exactly like him. You know, like that, <laughs> yeah. But, um, like, he knows you're right, you're drawing the book. It's okay. Well, you think um, about it, though, and, 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 you know, how long ago did Quesada's Daredevil come out? Uh, six, seven years ago. Six, seven years ago. So a guy who's penciling a book now, just breaking in. Yep. That was probably his his big inspiration. Well, I can't honestly say whether this uh, Mark Brooks guy is breaking in or not. I don't know. I, I don't either, but I've never heard of him, him, so I assume he is. So he's he's new to you. I I assume that it's all very similar all, to Bagley. I like very. the little I like the little storytelling device of the little uh, flashbacks for each of the heroes in the story. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of like the 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 leading up to the moment, like the yesterday. You know, like what what had happened beforehand yep. to explain why they're here. Although they don't explain when the Punisher gets a haircut. <laughs> I, the Punisher's the Punisher could also be a successful male model. He could. He could. He's an attractive man, is what I'm saying. Well, in in prison, he's got long Ultimate Wolverine kind of hair, and then when he's back as the Punisher, he's got short Frank Castle hair. Listen, so. he goes in with some scissors, rusty or not, and he cuts his hair. Well, here's why: they weren't going to give him scissors in prison. Oh, right. Good point. Very good. They wouldn't point. let him anywhere near oh, scissors. So the first okay. thing he does okay, when he gets so, out of prison is cut Yeah, exactly. Hair. Let's let's run this scenario. I'm Frank Castle. I'm in prison. The bastards. I finally break out. The first place I'm going, the barber. <laughs> he has, he has, uh, what's his partner? I was going to say Frenchie, but that's Moon Knight. Micro. Micro, there you go. He has him do it. Right. No, but regardless of who cuts his hair, is that really, is it like, I got to go get more guns or I got to go get my hair cut? You can't you know see the shoes with his hair in your eyes. <laughs> he can field strip an AK-47 while somebody's giving him a haircut. I, okay. Multitasking. I, I just wonder if that's his first stop, that's all. That, here, my my point being here, if you like if you like Ultimate Spider-Man, but you skip annuals like I may have done in the past, uh, the annuals, man. When Bendis does an annual, fun. he doesn't screw around. Yeah, they're fun. So, um, Spider-Man and his Amazing Friends. I passed on that book because it was four ninety nine, and it seemed to be the major- majority of it was reprints. Even though I saw that Chris Giarrusso drew a bunch of stuff for it, it's actually it's half and half reprints and new stuff. Do I need to go back and get it? I think you'll enjoy it. Anybody who loved the cartoon will, will like this book a lot. Yeah. It's it's basically um, Sean McKeever is the writer, so there's lots of good like re- relationshipy stuff happening in the book. Spider Man runs into Ice Man. This is this takes place way back. Spider Man's still single. Um, he's engaged to Mary Jane, but they're he's he's younger. Ice Man's sort of bored with the X Men, so he goes to hang out with Spider Man. They run into Firestar. It's it's a way of creating the the dynamic without within the confines of the real Marvel universe. And uh, it's just a fun. It's a, just a fun little tale. There's lots of little, little references to the cartoon and to a very funny one that was a reference to the X Men cartoon where Firestar thinks Wolverine's is Australian. <laughs> nice. Which anybody who saw Pride of the X Men will find funny. Yes. Um, All right. Maybe I'll go pick it up this weekend. But pass. Anyway, so um, what else do we got on the on the plate this week? Oof. I think it was funny because because when we were initially planning the podcast, um, jo- Josh started the planning and said, you know, it wasn't wasn't very it wasn't a stellar week, I believe was the words he used. Mm-hmm. And yet by the end of the email thread, we had like a stack of eight books that we were thinking about talking about. And I was like, for not not a stellar week, we sure have a lot to talk about. Was, well, I, I think, think it was I, a pretty good week. I think we've been under some amazing weeks previously, yeah, which true. is why. Yeah, but so, a, but this was more. I mean, I picked up like ten or eleven books, and they were all consistently good. So, I know I picked up the one book that you guys didn't pick up. Which was Annihilation number one. That's a you shocker. Guys, you guys lose big time. <laughs> this book rules. <laughs> I'm telling you. I, I know, like, people hear Cosmic Marvel and they turn off, but, like, 
holy crap, does this book why Number one reason why this book rules, because, and I'm fairly new to this bandwagon, but Keith Giffen's dialogue is awesome. Does it rule with a Z? It rules with a Z. Um, rules. Um, basically, the Annihilation miniseries have ended, and now all those characters that were in those little miniseries have now all converged into one book, and uh, Annihilus is who's the old Fantastic Four villain who rules the negative zone. Um, is pissed off because he believes our universe is encroaching on the negative zone. So he's coming. He's gone back to take his, take what's his. And there's this huge annihilation wave of all his little bug like minions sweeping across the universe. And the only thing that can stop them is Nova leading a bunch of Kree warriors. And um, uh, now all, we get down to it. All of Galacticus's uh, Galactus's former heralds. Um, and meanwhile, at the same time, Galactus and Silver Surfer are fighting these huge celestial beings. And now, do this is—is is this where we spoil it? Should I spoil it for you guys or no? Yeah, I'm not, not going to read it. Galactus falls, or Galacticus, or whatever his name is, falls. Galactus. They, Galactus, they kick his ass, and it ends with him on the ground, beaten. What kind of ground holds Galactus? Whatever, wherever they were fighting. I I didn't know he he did fight. I thought he just stood there. Yeah, he 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 got in the mix, man. I, I thought he was like John McCain. He couldn't move his arms. <laughs> That's isn't that Bob Dole? Oh no, McCain no. can't lift his arms up. Is Bob Dole alive? Yes. Okay. Yeah, oh he yeah. Died. He's he's alive. Mike Douglas. Oh, Paul Songus died. Sorry. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I didn't Former know he New was Hampshire dead. governor Paul Songus. <laughs> I didn't know he was dead. Anyway, it was just it was awesome. I mean, it was it was it was like Marvel Star Wars kind of that level, and like the pace was quick. You didn't need to, you really didn't need to read the other miniseries. You don't need to know what's going on. They explain it. There are a lot of really cool characters like Drax the Destroyer and Nova and Nova's little team that he's put together, um, and. It's it it was it was the the bomb. What percentage awesome. of your liking this book has to do with Nova? Honestly, maybe forty five percent. Because honestly, lot. No, no, Nova's not like the main. I mean, like there's it, it a lot of stuff going on, and Nova's only in like half of it. Connor, are you like me? And when you hear the name Drax the Destroyer, you turn right off. Oh, he rules. I'm he sorry, played. I wasn't even paying you, attention. You exactly. com- <laughs> you completely are missing the boat, and the the speculate well, at least my personal speculation. A couple of people on the boards. This is the first issue of a six issue miniseries, and Civil War is only four issues over to being done. It seems like their schedules are kind of converging. I can't, and especially with the fact that in Frontline we found out that uh, Reed Richards has built a prison in the negative zone, and. Annihilus is pissed off that that our universe is encroaching on the negative zone. Seems like a collision course. Except it's a two, two month difference. Right, but oh, really? Now we're looking at two months in the comic, <laughs> the world of comic book schedules. <laughs> what year is it in the Marvel universe? <laughs> huh? I don't know. I would just I would just say keep an eye on Annihilation, and it's possible um, running into um, the the Marvel U proper because um, I wouldn't be surprised if somehow that happened because I don't see how it can. So. I'm going to rely on you for that because uh, okay. the space, you, this, the this space stuff just turns me off. It was freaking cool. It was freaking cool. It was, it was a good read. And yeah. this is why we have three of us at iFanboy because yeah. otherwise. Exactly. <laughs> um, so, should we touch on the Civil War books? Uh, I only read Frontline, which we can't not talk about apparently any given week. Because <laughs> it comes out every freaking week. It's like the new Marvel Comics Presents. Jesus. Um. It, it was good. I mean, I thought it was good. There was no Billy Joel, so that was that was good. So that we had. Yeah, had at, at this point, I'm just not even reading that part portion of the book. This one was good. The, the historical one was pretty good about the Civil War. The art was good. So, if this book was only about Speedball, I'd be okay with it. No, honestly, I found myself actually for the first time. Speedball a little does bo- kind of dull. A little boring. Yeah, a little boring. Yeah. Mm. 
The, the art is good. It's pretty, but I actually like the um, the sleeper cell one with Wonder Man better. Yeah, yeah, that's the best part Wonder of the Man. book. Yeah, if you like Wonder Man, he's also in Ms. Marvel number six, whose cover was actually drawn by David Mack, which I just noticed. Hmm. So, um, Ms. Marvel kind of um, picks up the Civil War thread and and gets a little more um, in depth with what's going on with with um, the the teams that Iron Man are putting out to go capture people, and she and Wonder Man are paired up together to capture Arana, the Spider Girl. So. You know, before the the website went dark today, somebody yep. posted a comment about how they're tired of reading all these pro-registration books, and I'd like to know where they are, because everything I read seems to be pretty heavily anti-registration. I mean, well, if that book, person's reading Fantastic Four and Ms. Marvel and She-Hulk. Because in this the, book, I mean... Those aren't pro-registration, though. All those are pro-registration characters, I believe. Right, yeah, but they're not. They're, but they're hardly pro-registration books. I mean, Ms. Marvel. I mean, Ms. Marvel didn't come off to me as a pro-registration. It seemed neutral, if anything. Well, do you remember the writer kept saying that he would be anti, but he had to write the character who was pro. Right, right. Yeah, I don't know. And in this book, the government's basically blackmailing Wonder Man and helping them. In the other book, they're being very ominous with Jessica Jones. I mean, this is. I don't read anything that's pro-registration. In in Ms. Marvel, basically, they they find out that um, the. The old Spider Woman, now known as Arachne, um, is working with um, like undercover to take down the pro registration side from the inside. Is that Jessica Jones? No. Uh, Jessica Drew, I mean. Julia Carpenter, the redhead. Remember the Spider Woman with the red with red hair? No. I don't know. Anyway, she's called Arachne now, and she wears the black Spider Man costume. But um, she, they, basically, there's a hero called the Shroud who I've never heard of before this, but apparently um, she was like making out with him. And they went to go capture him, and you know, you find out that they're in cahoots. So it's not. I mean, this book, Ms. Marvel, did not come off to me as pro registration. But of course, I'm not pro registration, so maybe I'm reading it through those filtered eyes. I really get the sense that when you read this, you see what you see based on what yeah. you think. Yeah, I agree. I've totally. I've I've been thinking about like the the what side are you on thing. What side are you on? We've never actually mentioned that because I don't I don't read it in that terms. I'm like I'm for. I just want to know where it goes. I'm sort of interested in watching how it happens. But no, you have to pick a side right now. Pick a side. Go. I don't really care in the Marvel Universe. Oh, cop out, oh, cop out. It's your game. You started it. No, I, what I'm saying, I cop mean, out, I cop absolutely out. Cop think, out, cop out. Had I had, cop had out. the, the cop real... Cop out. <laughs> Isn't it better that we're not in the same room so you can't punch <laughs> us in the face Thank or something? God. You wouldn't do that in the real room. Okay, you're give... in the Marvel Universe. Whose side are you on? Go. I'm, I'm, I have to use the real world example that if I was in the real world, of course I would want registration. Okay, uh, if you fell for Joe Cosadas. I'm against that. It's true. Yeah. Of course okay. you are. I you damn are. the man at all turns. Well, considering Dang. that I am actually a superhero, I am against <laughs> registration because I need to protect my secret identity. So, Oh, did I just let it slip? Oops. Anyway. Are you all I know is that there's places where I can't bring a book on a plane anymore. I would want to know where those folks are. Yeah, no, I agree. But luckily, those places aren't our country. So. Hmm. So, anyway, but <laughs> nonetheless, um, so was the guy um, the guy behind the chick reporter? Was that uh, Captain America? I guess so. That was kind of pat. That I, I don't was think poorly it was, drawn because he had very gritty teeth. He was gritting his teeth. He was seemed angry. He was in disguise. He, right. No, By the way, no. a lot of times in the Marvel universe, a disguise accounts to like a paper bag over your head. Well, yeah. Well, unlike I the glasses. Was, I didn't know what happened when when she turned around and saw the banana on the ground. It took yeah. me a second to figure out that was what was in her back. Yeah, I I didn't until they mentioned it on the next line. <laughs> I didn't realize until just now. It, it was badly drawn. Yeah. Like she turned around with the apple, like menacingly. Yeah. Yeah. What was she gonna do? Beat him with the apple? I don't know. 
And then, and then what totally threw me off is when he said, um, why don't you look up and find out for yourself? And she opened her compact to see the person following her. I thought she was looking at him and he wasn't there. And I'm like, oh, is it Dr. Strange? (laughs) It's like a tricorder. Did you see in in the mirror though, how badly is the figure drawn? Yeah, I know. Well, it's really small. I know, but it's not even like well drawn. Wow, are it's... we like those nitpicky comic fans at the? No, I hate? think this is bad art. Is what okay. I think it is. I, I think this art. I think unfortunately this Raymond Bax guy is awful. He's the drawing the nebbish Ben Yurick, and it's just it's awful. The art. His, is his awful. storytelling just needs work, and it's just awful. not as tight as it should be. And there's a lot of sort of detail in stuff. Like the figures aren't bad. Like you know, oh, I don't the... think his layouts or his storytelling is the problem. I think actually the the detail, the of rendering, the, the, pro- the rendering is the problem. Well, that, but the storytelling of like the scene with the apple and the banana and everything, I couldn't follow it. Yeah. And everybody has bad pants. Everybody's got pegged <laughs> pants in this world. What is with that? People don't dress like that anymore. Oh, God. <laughs> we should stop that. Anything else notable you wanted to mention? Uh, just really briefly, I got, I'm got. i getting sucked back into Martian Manhunter because every time they put a, new book, you... <laughs> they put a new book out, I give it a shot, and every time I get burned. But this one actually every seems t- like it's going in a good direction. Every time you pull, I've just heard that dude. He can't. He can't. He's not the character who can carry his own series. A great support. He's really character. not, and he's a, he's a perfect supporting character, and he just really can't carry his own book. But they are going in an interesting direction with this one. He's 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 um in the intervening year, he's become sort of uh, more hardened. He's he doesn't look like he used to anymore. He's 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 looked more like a natural Martian. Mm-hmm. He's decided in the intervening year to say, "Screw you! I'm not going to pr- pretend to be human." Right. Well, I, I like that a lot because the Cro-Magnon man forehead really made well, it. That was made his approximation of human. I mean, he's got a big pointy head. Otherwise, he's, he yeah, looks way more. Yeah. Uh, I, I like that development in his character. That he's he's more he's more angry. He's he's an angry Martian Manhunter in this one, angry. and he's decided that he's he's more powerful than Superman. So he that, is. So that uh, I mean, that's what I understand is that he in my mind uh, the unless DC Superman knew, has a lighter. The the DC new no didn't he fight? He's he not afraid kick, of fire he anymore. The, yeah, he kicked the fire thing. Um, the DC noob that I am, I mean, he's got telepathy. He's, he's the most powerful person he's in the He's got DCU. shapeshifter. Yeah, exactly. He's like he's a badass, but he's such a wuss. Well, that's and that's I think they're making him unwuss like in this. He's in it, he's yeah. he's basically he's got to go against this is a whole mystery, and he's, he decides that if the JLA is going to take him down. They're they're screwed. Yeah. So Gee, we'll see. Angry, then. Nice. Sign me up. Maybe five me, issues, and then I'll decide. This yeah, tell me I'll about it. Buying. Sign me up. Tell me all about it. I'm not going to buy an issue, but t- I want to. He- I want to hear how good it is. Okay. 52. Not annoyed by Steel. The girl's not in it. I think that we found the problem. It's the girl. Yep, it's the girl. That's all we need <laughs> to say. It was the just steel the part was good. The um the the Renee and and question parts were good too. Uh, uh, I, I thought those were, I thought those were snoozers. I flipped through those pages. Those didn't keep, capture me at all. All right. Well, there so, you go. That's all right. Have some weeks. You have some uh, on weeks, off weeks. It was an okay fables, and that's about all I got. Yeah. Yeah. Superman was good, but that's it. I don't know. The rest of my books are. Six feet away, I don't feel like getting up to get <laughs> Good enough. Here's something I wanted to bring up with you guys. We talked about last week, I think I'd sort of mentioned how uh, I thought it was odd, like they never gave Amazing Spider-Man to Bendis. And Gee. you said, well, he's happy with Ultimate Spider-Man. I said, that makes sense. And then this week I read, it may have happened last week, I don't really know, at Wizard World Chicago they announced that Jeff Loeb is going to be writing Ultimate Wolverine. But he's also, apparently, remember from San Diego, he's going to be writing regular Wolverine. But... I, I don't know that either are permanent runs. No. Well, the, like I, th- I think his run on regular Wolverine is just a couple issues that's with Simon Bianchi. And, is it? And, yeah, I mean, that, that's the feeling I got from it. I thought it was just like an arc or yeah. two, maybe. I'd be really interested to know if... The question is, are they going to overlap? That's the question. Well, no, like, how do you do overlap. that? They can't overlap. I mean, you've got this character who 
you know, everybody kind of knows, and you write them a certain way. Not according to I Ron. I, I, I don't know about that choice, about about having somebody do the same character but different versions of him. That's Isn't that what Bendis does with Spider-Man and Ultimate Spider-Man and Spider-Man and New Avengers? Yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, ultimately, I mean, that's just saying that just because a writer's writing a character in one of those universes means that he can't write it. Like, like, so therefore, Frank Miller should not write All Star Batman. Well, we know that Frank well, Miller should not be writing All Star Batman. <laughs> 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 Wait, maybe I just proved your point. Wait a minute. No, I, I sort I mean, of mean think... concurrently, though. Like Although you, you have a point because with the Spider Man uh, example, he is basically writing the Ultimate Spider Man in, in the New Avengers. So exactly. Uh... I don't know. I, you know what? I'm not saying you shouldn't do it. I'm curious. Though. No, it's, it's an interesting. I think of all people, somebody like Jeff Loeb though is is probably the best for because he's the seasoned writer that he is, and he's Jeff freaking Loeb. The other question is: yeah, Do we really Wolverine. know? Do we know? Do we know Ultimate Spider? Ultimate Wolverine as a character? Well, he's not in, really. Not really at all. None, none, none of the none of the Ultimate X Men characters have really been that fleshed out. Where I could say, as a character, these are the these are the things that differentiate them from exactly. Marvel so that's why I yeah. think you, know, you could you, you know could do dif- anything really and be all right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what differentiates Ultimate Wolverine to me is that he sounds exactly the same, but he looks forty years younger. That's about yeah, it, and, really. And had a goatee early on, yeah. which they got rid of, thank God, because <sighs> that was just Christ. bugging the hell out of you, right? He looks too young in Ultimate. You and that crazy guy from the DC panel. Yeah, right. So. um... So the, get so, rid of the goatee. Spectre <laughs> doesn't have a goatee. <laughs> mutter, 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 grumble. So, um, <laughs> speaking of that, uh, this episode, this episode <laughs> of the podcast is sponsored by GeekArmor.com. What does that and have to do with one or the other? It doesn't. All right. Um, <laughs> segway, segway. Um, GeekArmor.com. They sell T-shirts uh, for the geeks. Um, big focus on comic book T-shirts and video game and sci-fi and movie and TV T-shirts. Um, you're sure to find something that you like there. Um, there are some really cool designs and, you know, everybody likes a good t-shirt these days. So go to geekarmor.com and check it out and, uh, get decked out in your geek. I don't know. I'm making up slogans. Armor. Armor.com. In your hole. Oh, wait, that's the other one. (laughs) Geekarmor.com. So thank you, Connor and I are very into, uh, snarky t-shirts. Yes. Yeah, they're fun. And they, we, we often find ourselves owning the same one and then we fight. I have to schedule. It's very, very wrong. All right, so let's dive into our listener email. Um, got a, a, a ton of email this week, as usual, I guess. I gotta st- we got to stop saying that, or i got to stop saying that. Um, and it was a hard time to pare down the emails that we were going to read, so you know, here they are. Um, first one comes from Ryan, um, who has um, a question, the kind of question that we just love to talk about. Um, <laughs> basic, basically, him and his friends are, uh, just got back in the comics, and they're making their weekly trips to the store together, which is a great thing and a fun thing to do. Um, I remember when we didn't do that in college. That was fun. Because um, <laughs> <laughs> um, we weren't really friends. But once we became friends, we said, wow, we should have gone to the comic store together. Or we should have given them rides home. Once. Uh, or we should give them rides home when you see them sitting waiting for the bus. <laughs> it's cold, and it's snowing, and it's Ithaca. It was not snowing. It was not snowing. Anyway. It was um, snowing. We were on the way to the convention. And you crashed into the girl in the sob. Exactly. And I drove away, and she didn't wrecked her car. Damn it. That was awesome. Anyway. Um, oh, okay, so, the history um, that we have that you'll just have to sort of parse out on together. your own. Yeah, exactly. Um, anyway, him and his friends have been arguing this question. They want us to weigh in. Um, Wolverine or Spider-Man in a fight? Who wins? <laughs> um... Hmm. In the, ten, in, the, in the ten seconds I devoted to trying to figure this out, I, I came with I came up with a stalemate in my mind. Yeah, and then they team up and fight the real villain. Yes, I mean that's what will happen. Right. I, he thinks that Spider-Man could always get a huge, huge magnet and drown Wolverine in a pit of lava. 
That's true. If he which, has a which, pit of lava. Which my yeah, number a lot one, of planning lot, involved. Not a lot of pits of lava in Manhattan. And number two, on the way to the huge magnet, Wolverine will cut him in half. If you could catch uh, him, though, the problem can is you I, couldn't can I get point his hands out, Actually, on him. last yeah. week in Manhattan, I believe several magma pits opened up. That's a good point. It was, well, so maybe he has a it point. It was really hot. That's right. I did it again. Nice. All right. So Ryan, I think that's a question. My for point you is, he couldn't get his hands on him. It'd be a draw. No, I think Wolverine shreds him. If Wolverine has to, he shreds him. He couldn't him. even get his hands, hands on him. It's Wolverine's Wolverine fast. Wolverine. He'd get him Spider-Man yeah. jumps around and sticks to walls. He'd run up the side of a wall. Wolverine could Wolverine. Wolverine. Uh, Aside Wolverine from, wins. If Spider-Man's main, if Spider-Man's main offense is staying away from Wolverine, then he's screwed. Because Wolverine will catch him at one point. Because Wolverine's wily. He's a tracker, too, so eventually exactly. Spider-Man's got to sleep. What Wolverine will do is Wolverine will go find Aunt May. That's it's not Wolverine versus Aunt May, it's Wolverine versus no. Spider-Man. No, he'll tear know, the shit Wolverine out of her figure, until we'll Spider-Man shows up. Yeah, we'll Aunt May would hit him with one of those big cast iron pots, and he'd be down. <laughs> Bong. And, and it, would, it would hit his adamantium <laughs> skull, and we'd go clang. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so all right, uh, Wolverine, fine, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> he just goes Batman. <laughs> Batman beats them both. Batman, yeah, Batman's staying in the shadows, and then he wins. All right, so our next email. So thank you, Ryan. Our next email comes from Kurt from Spartanburg, South Carolina. We're huge new, in South uh, North Carolina. We're huge in the, in the South. Carolinas. In the, yeah, Carolinas. In the Carolinas. Anyway, um, he's a new listener to the podcast, so thank you, and he enjoys it a lot, and he enjoyed the video from San Diego, which thank you. Um, so he's a big fan of Silver Surfer, and he just finished reading the Annihilation miniseries, which he liked, and um, he loves Giffen's older stuff. Blah blah um, blah blah blah. <laughs> <laughs> Annihilation. Anyway, blah blah. Anyway, he said, what would we like to see Marvel do with Silver Surfer? And um, he'd love to get our opinion on the character and maybe what artist should do it. Connor, can I speak for you on this one? Well, well be nice. You know, just because you guys don't like it. No, no, no. no. I know? was going to say, I, I did briefly buy Silver Surfer in the 90s when Ron Lim was doing it and had the whole Silver Surfer 50 craze, you know, when it came yeah, out. I remember and, that. Yeah, the Silver um, Chromium. That was early 90s. I think dude. I bought that for 20 bucks. No way. Yeah, I was like 12. I got that cover price, man. I didn't buy it when yeah. it came out. I bought it afterwards. I was. I bought up. it on on the, for the week it came out, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That. Why aren't you special? The best run on Silver Surfer, in my mind, was right after Mark Wade and Ron Garney were ripped off Captain America. Ron Garney did a run with J.M.D. Matias and George Perez, uh, actually script, actually plotting the story. George Perez plotted it um, on Silver Surfer, and it, it was the art that made me fall in love with Ron Garney. That Ron Garney, in my mind, has never returned to that form. Yeah, he's never returned to those Mark Wade Captain America days. Yeah, but the, the, the but the, the look of this Silver Surfer, I don't know if it was the inking or whatever, but it was so clean. I remember you great. liking that a lot. I remember looking, oh, I looking at the it. book you had. It did look yeah. good. I would love so I'd love to see Ron Garney on Silver Surfer again. So there. And, was, and the, even though I bought the book, I don't remember really liking it. I don't know why I bought it. Joe. I have I, I have I'm not saying it's bad. I have no opinion. It doesn't ever it's never done anything for me. I don't understand why people like it, but people love it. People right. are gaga for Silver Surfer the same way it's they cool. are about Doctor Strange. I don't get either of them. It's some 70s drug holdover I don't get. No, I don't think it has anything to do with that. I mean, he's a cool <laughs> cosmic character, and he's, got, he's a character that represents great loss and the whole Galactus thing and the Herald, and he's on, he's on a freaking surfboard, and he's got the See, power cosmic. I think and that he's because like, of, he's all... part of he And he is a key member of one of the best stories in the Marvel Universe ever. Eh. You've got this, have, like, Have huge... you read that story? No, but I don't care. I've never read anything about Silver Surfer I liked. You've got this like huge character who's supposed to be so important in everything, and he's on a surfboard. That's awesome, though. It's awesome. Oh, come on, that's awesome. And everybody, and Captain America goes, there's the Silver Surfer. Like, it just makes perfect sense in their world. That's awesome. <laughs> anyway. So what would you have them do with him, then, Ron? Yeah, what would you have them do? Oh, you. Me? No, you, Ron, you. Me? Oh, oh I, have I Ron... don't care. <laughs> do whatever have they Ron... want with him. Have Ron Garney try to recreate that run. <laughs> 
because <laughs> I want more of that. So I don't know. I don't know. Do you like stories that deal with like his grief, or is that is that over? Yeah, I mean, I like the whole the whole you know Norn Rad kind of that whole thing, and 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 a lot of it, uh, and also anytime you put him on Earth and him trying to understand Earthlings and stuff like that is a cool story as well. And so I don't sounds know. like Sandman when you describe it like that. Yeah, but not as lame. Where is Scott? All right, next email. Ding, um, ding, ding. From from we need like a timer. Um, Sean. From Sean, he's who's a longtime listener, first time questioner. But also, um, if you look, he's also a new comic reader. So I'd like to know. We seem to get a lot of new comic readers. How? Yeah. How? Did, how? I know why. Yeah. How did? Why are you? If all you're a new comic reader, again? write it and tell us um, how you got into comics and how you found us. It'd be and like why you all to- team to seem to find us. It'd be like yeah. me going to going to iTunes and just like searching macrame. Going, maybe I listen to some macrame podcasts and then starting that's to do it. Probably almost exactly it. We love you. Not not that that's weird. Just we're just it's just we every love. other day we get an email from a new comic reader. And you, love you, is a bit strong. We like them. We love them. <laughs> uh, we right, do. I love it. It's great in a let's, prison way, not a gay way. Though. Let's get to his questions. He's got two questions. Um, what are some of the can't-miss, must-read creator runs in DC history? For example, I know I need to pick up Rucka's Detective Comics and Brubaker's Batman, but what else should he get? Mark right. Wade's Flash. Yes, Jeff Johns' uh, that's, Flash. That's, well, I, I think Mark Wade's Flash is the more definitive yeah. Flash. I love Mark right. Wade's Flash, and I kind of um, like that's, Jeff that's, Flash. That's a really classic DC, modern DC run. Um, can I can I do one that maybe yeah, maybe you wouldn't think of immediately? Uh, James Robinson's Starman. Yeah, I've heard very good things about oh, that. I've, I've got the first yeah. six, five books of it. I haven't finished it, but it's it's really good, and it's sort of that it's, – it's the best work James Robinson has done that I've read. Yeah. Uh, really um, good. Can I throw one out? Yep. Sure. Um, and I know I keep harping on it or whatever because it's the only one I've read, but uh, Giffen, DeMatteis, McGuire on J- uh, Justice League in the That's 80s. That's not recent DC history, though. That's 20 oh, yeah. years old. Yeah. Yeah. Eh, 20 years, but it's good, though. You shouldn't, you should get I'm it. not saying it's not good, but... Also, on that same veil, the Morrison JLA, if you sort yeah, of compare definitely. and contrast the two. Those yeah. are the two most yeah, famous... Yeah, the Morrison JLA. Yeah. two most yeah. famous uh, JLA runs, probably. So go find those. Um... um <laughs> you have another thought, or I didn't. It's gone. I was gonna say okay, if you like if you like Batman, it seems like he might because he's talking about Detective and Batman. Um, there's three books he should check out. They're all by the same writer. Gotham it was a, Central. There was a, well, that's a whole other thing. But there's a period of time where Chuck Dixon owned the, the Batman universe, Ooh, and he was he... hitting a home run with every book. His Gosh. Nightwing, his Robin, owned... and his Birds of Prey. All three of those books. The first, you know, he 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 started each book. The first hundred issues of Nightwing. The first fifty or so issues of Robin. The first. Um, You're absolutely like forty right. or so issues of Birds of Prey. All those books are gold if you like yeah. Batman. And did he do did he do Nightwing Year One? Yeah, Robin Year One. He did. He, he did. No, he, did, he, did he did. He did Robin Year One. He did Batman Year One. Nightwing Year One. I picked up on a whim for for I was flying somewhere. I needed a book to read, and it was really good. I, I think he did. But those yeah. those those are any books Year One title. You don't hear a lot about. Those are great yeah. great books. Yeah. The second question is. Um, for those runs that he does buy, do we recommend trades or back issues? He's on the fence here. He's buying old issues of Mike Girl's Green Arrow. Also very good. Tra- he's buying trades for Why the Last Man. What do we recommend? Trades. Trades. Unless you can find the back issues completely and cheaply. Yeah. yeah. I mean, trades, you can go in and find like a 10-cent bin and get a whole run of stuff. Do that. That's fine, yeah. But if yeah, the trades cool. just more prevalent. You can eat, get them easier. You don't have to really work for them. And also they have longer staying power and that sort of thing. And it all depends on what your approach is. If you're collecting the run, then go find the issues and collect the run. I mean, like I'm collecting, you know, the Uncanny, uncanny X-Men run because I'm collecting that. But I'm going to buy, you know. Do you I'm actively collect that? Yeah, when, I, when I've got some spare change, I go to the store and I look for back issues, yeah. Like what are you missing? Um, I've pretty. I've got. I've got all issues to date back to two hundred. So I'm basically looking for one through one ninety nine. I've got stuff. Oh, those in are the easy to find. 
Oh yeah, they're easy to find. It's just that it's just that I don't have I haven't won Powerball yet, so I, I buy them all. So I buy them a little at a time. So I have do you have no any idea. notable early issues? I'm sorry. Do you have like any really early issues? You have like the earliest five? issue I have is issue 18, which is Iceman versus Magneto. Hmm. Uh, Magneto basically defeated the whole team, except at that point Iceman wasn't a field team member. He wasn't allowed to go out and fight, and the whole team was held hostage. And so it was Iceman alone versus Magneto. Great story. Cool. So, um, uh, I bought that in. Eighth grade, it, like I spent like a ton of money. I was just like, I want to buy the oldest comic I can. So. That's awesome. I remember yeah. that. That was so much yeah. fun. Oh, it was great. I liked I it. totally want to buy Showcase Twenty Two, the first appearance of Hal Jordan. Yeah, that'd be cool. Mm. Um, all right. So our next question. So thank you. Um, whatever. Oh, he also was. had one more question. Sean. P.S. Do we have any iFanboy stickers left? Because he couldn't find us at the con. I wasn't gonna read that out loud. Well, <laughs> yes, we have stickers left. <laughs> we do have stickers left. So. Um, <laughs> so yeah, and so now over. everyone's gonna want stickers. If you want stickers, we got to figure out what they have to do to get them. Yeah, so, no, they're not gonna. They have to earn the stickers. Yeah, they have to earn the stickers. So Ooh. figure out if you guys impress us with some way to earn the stickers, we'll send you stickers. I guess. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> More work ne- for me. Our next question comes from Raymond from California. Um, he enjoys the podcast. Thank you very much. Um, basically, he said it wasn't until recently though that he finally bought a collected edition of Watchmen. And he heard how great it was, and it got such wonderful reviews. Oh, this letter. Yeah. Um, (laughs) He said he's read the story about halfway through, but he can't seem to immerse himself in the plot. So tell me, iFanboy, am I just completely missing the point of the story, or am I just crazy? Or is it possible to just not like The Watchmen? No. Now, keep in mind, he's halfway through, so he's not done yet. I don't see how you can... He he, he also said he's he's tried to read the book on several times, but he finds himself becoming bored with it after a few pages. Maybe it's the, uh, the sort of bits in between the issues. The pirate Maybe. parts and the text parts, the prose. My, I get my my. Yeah, I've never my, read the pirate parts. What? I've never read the pirate parts. Are you kidding me? No. Who it's cares? It's pirate. My my recommendation is to not uh, is to read it. If you're having a hard time with it, read it slowly. I guess read an issue at a time or a chapter at a time or whatever. You know. It's it's a it's a it's an eight course meal. Yeah. Well, if you and can't make it through bit, the book, I don't think reading it slowly is going to make a difference. No, because if you're sitting down trying to read it all and absorb it, and I understand did. why good it is. My first right, time, right? right I totally like remember it? that you were in my apartment, right? And you I mean, read it in the corner. Yeah, that is one of those <laughs> books that you have to hand to somebody and say, "Read and don't talk to me until you've finished it." But I don't know. I mean, his question is: Is it possible to not like it? Yes. I, all right, I was gonna say no, but well, I mean, no, but it would be nice to say yes. <laughs> is it possible to not like the Beatles? No. See, so not really, not not validly. Yeah, so because the thing valid. about list, like you listen to the Beatles and you go, like they're good. There's no one who doesn't think it's not good. Right, and it's like this. Like I don't know. I don't understand how it's not good. I mean, like I, if if nothing else, I can see how you could not enjoy it, it's but I don't dense. see how you couldn't appreciate it. Does that make sense? Yeah, uh, I guess so. I mean, that's a little. That's a if little, you disagree um, with the basic premise of the book and the whole idea of de- deconstructing superheroes, then you wouldn't appreciate it. But at I least mean, you'd have to recognize the immense skill, sure, and and the this, the, the craft panel, of making the panel work alone. But at the same oh. time, if you don't finish it, you probably don't recognize the skill because you don't see how it all comes together. You got to finish it. Yeah. That's basically just finish it and then get back to us when you finish it. All right. You know, my favorite panel in the whole thing is is one panel where Rorschach tries to stat, stab Osmandius with a fork, and he's just sort of in the background with a big fork over his head. It's my favorite panel in the whole book. Thanks for sharing. It was an aside. That's what we do here. <laughs> so, Raymond, finish it. That's all we have to say to you. Finish it and get back to us. Okay, so our next e- our next and last email comes from G- Gaumer? Gaumer? 
I don't know how to pronounce that. Um, Maybe it's just like a French way of spelling Gomer. And this is the time. This, ki- this is the kind of email that makes my week. <laughs> I love these kind of emails. He just read the ba- the Black Panther this week and thought it was a great tie in a Civil War. And this is the one where him and Storm get married out of nowhere. And and he wants to know what was up with the dress attire of the heroes at this wedding. Peter Parker couldn't find a tux. What his allowance was used for Xbox games? Captain America couldn't leave the shield in the Quinjet. Tony Stark has to wear the Iron Man suit everywhere, and no one knows who he is. And the groom wore his costume. <laughs> WTF? <laughs> um, he thought he thought it was a great read, but he thought having the heroes be in costume made it lose a little. Well, my, give your readers a little more credit and write a little better, and that would have mattered. Just piss them off, and and we're the only ones who he knows who may care. <laughs> You know what? It's it, true. It, We're the only ones who care, Gomer. So. It could be that, like, like the police or or um, soldiers, that their formal wear is their costume. I believe everybody was in costume at the Fantastic Four wedding, right? Um, You'd have to be. People were people were not in costume at the Cyclops Jean Grey wedding. Did you see? I think it was in the Melzler's JLA. They were at. They were all in wedding. Tuxes, yeah, Hal Jordan. Yeah, and I th- and I thought, well, if you guys all Spider-Man. show up there like that, won't people know who you are? Were they Connor? Do you remember if they were in costume in Spider Man's wedding? Not the one that took place in Shea Stadium. Sorry, what wedding? Spider Man's wedding. Uh, what wedding? <laughs> I don't I, agree with that app, that event. Um, I, don't, I don't think he was in costume because no, I don't think they anyway. were because yeah. it was yeah, Peter yeah, Parker yeah. marrying Mary Jane Watson. It wasn't. In this yeah. case, it's Black Panther. He's uh, he's a public hero. So is Storm. Like his costume is also his yeah. like. Royal garb, you know, right? Isn't That's it? what I would think. Is the excuse would be? It's like when the police wear dress blues to a wedding, yeah. Or a soldier so. wears his uniform. It doesn't matter because his whole wedding's a sham as it is. Stupid. I just don't understand. It's so stupid. Was there so any stupid. any leading up to don't, it, or they just decided to throw no, them? No, Storm went to Africa because she's African, and 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 there was some horrific thing that happened, and she met up with Black Panther, and they teamed up, and then they fell in love. And it just it just it's I mean it's like so he took advantage it, of emotionally vulnerable so, Storm. I don't want to Lady say, loves a man with power. I don't want to say I don't I don't want to use the token word, but like it just seems like so obvious, like an obvious thing to do that it just is it doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? Like, oh well, there are two main black heroes, so let's get along and married. You guys will be you kids will be happy. You know, like it doesn't make sense. So, I didn't I read know. it. Did either of you guys I read like, this? I like Storm no, I didn't read it either. I like Storm a lot better when she was with Forge. That was better when she was with Forge. So <laughs> anyway. I, I, so, I had somebody Mohawk, I had then? somebody turn to me today and very no, serious. I had somebody very seriously that turned to me and go, "Are there any black superheroes?" Oh no, maybe that was Mohawk. It's like, are you kidding? I think that might have been Mohawk Storm. Oh well. Anyway, so um, thank you, Gomer, and yes, we're the only ones who do care. So that was our email. So if you want to email us, you can email us at contact.ifanboy.com. Uh, please keep them coming. Um, all right, we're running out of time, so <laughs> let's get to the voicemails. <laughs> um, our first voicemail comes from a- uh, another one from Andy from Charlotte. Um, so let's hear what Andy has to say. I promise to be quick. It's Andy from Charlotte. Dan Didio, uh, been listening to the podcast that DC has been putting up on their uh, website, which are a lot of fun, great to listen to. And Dan Didio comes off as a real asshole who uh, can't bear to share the stage. Uh, keep in mind in uh, one of the podcasts where Greg Rucco was trying to say something, and Dan thought what he had to say was more important. He was literally running over Ruka. So you guys went to the panels. Uh, Dan Didio, asshole or not? Thank you. Wow, Andy. That's, that's some rough language. Confrontational. <laughs> Is he an asshole? Uh, no, I don't, I don't think at all. I don't think so. He was very nice to us. I, I think maybe this, this could be a cultural thing. You know, the he is easy from the going, Andy. Easy going. Uh, yeah. Easy going Southern attitude versus 
videos from New York, and he's yeah, very exactly. loud and he's very pushy. He's and, very energetic. I mean, I don't think I, I listen to some of the podcasts and being in the audience for some of those panels, it does seem a little weird. Like when you're in the room, it makes a lot more sense because he's very animated and he's moving around the stage. And and the you can't see them smiling at each other either. Yeah, exactly. And and the thing is, running a panel is not an easy thing to do, especially one like the DC one because the creators are snarky and a lot of them uh, don't want to be there. And yeah, I, I, I gotta say, Greg Rucka is not getting bowled over by anybody. Right, yeah, exactly. You know, he's not going to let anyone walk over him if he wants to talk, so I don't so, think. iFanboy is okay with Dan DiDio. No asshole, that's what I say. So Agreed. All right, do we have consensus? Yeah. All right, good. I didn't so. sense that at all when I saw him at the panels, so. Okay. No, he was very nice. And Dan DiDio, if you're listening to this, you can send us comics at comic.contact.ifanboy.com. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, all right, our next voicemail comes from Andrew from Birmingham, another southerner. Hey, guys. This is Andrew from Birmingham, Alabama. Um, I was just curious about what you thought about the Superman and Batman Confidential that's coming out. Um, it seems to me that it might be a, uh, you know, an attempt to uh, take over the mantle after the possible fail of All Star Batman and you know, uh, All Star Superman. So, uh, just gonna, you know, get your opinions on that. Thanks a lot. I love the show. Bye. <laughs> The funny thing about this is that I had no idea this was happening. I mean, I, I I went and looked it up and found out what was going on with it, but I must have missed that announcement. I'd seen something uh, about it and didn't click yeah. on it. I definitely I read they... it but forgot. But I, I think you'd find you'd be hard pressed to find anybody who who is disappointed with all isn't disappointed with with all star all star books. So but maybe they the big, are. Oh, I, people I love all star Superman. I think the big difference is is that um, some people do love all star Batman. I have I I like it. it. I'm in a Zen place. But I'm um, in a Zen place because it's Batman. God forbid you dislike something that's Batman. I just think okay, X Men. Hey, I'm the first to say, fucking, if I ever get my hands on Scott Lobdell, it's not going to be a pretty day. Ask Josh about when Larry Hammer was writing Batman. Josh, what about when Larry Hammer was on Batman? God, that was the it was the Whale Woman. <laughs> she's she's dead now. They killed her recently. Thank God. Thank God. Um, but I think they've got some really good people on these books. Well, the thing is, is I think the big difference is that all star the all star books are not in continuity, and these books kind of are. Right. The confidential books well, are. They're explain what it old. is, because I don't know, really. I, I, I believe, and Connor, correct me if I'm wrong, I believe they're retelling of older stories, like early stories. Uh, I, I don't know if that's... I don't think they're direct retellings, because uh, Andy Diggle's writing the Batman book. He writes um, The Losers. And um, he Diggle. was talking about how his one of his <laughs> stories was going to have Batman fighting a giant robot. So I don't remember that ever. Ha- you know, I don't know if it's directly retelling. That probably happened in the forties. The forties were wacky, and then they did the Lindy Hop. That woman had a purse. Yeah, that woman had a purse. Yeah, but I don't. I don't know. I need to do. I honestly need to do more research on this. I didn't prepare for the show. I'm sorry. But I don't think. I don't think that that this is going to replace all. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. I think all is going to be over. Are they ongoing? no, over in about ten years. The way they're coming out. Yeah, exactly, and then then uh, Wonder All Star Wonder Woman's coming out next year. Which I think you could have good. a whole you could have a whole miniseries come out in the time of space between issues. So I think you will. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's funny because I see a story like some new iteration of Batman or Superman, and I just gloss over. I'm like, oh god. But listen, they are. I mean, Superman Superman Confidential's got story by Darwin Cook, who wrote New Frontier, and he wrote he um, some other really good stuff, which is slipping my mind. And then art by Tim Sale. Ah, Tim Sale's good. And uh, Batman's got story by Annie Diggle and art by uh, Diggle. Port Portacio. Who's Portacio? Yeah, Portacio. So don't you think? Don't you think the whole Batman Superman thing's a little tired, though? I do. What do you mean? I just they're want not, them to not, make. They're not linked. 
No, I, I just want them to make the main yeah. books real good. I don't yeah. really care. Which they have, I guess, right? right? Yeah, they have. Yeah. So. so those know. books sell money, just like you know, Spider-Man yeah. and Bo- the infinite number of X-Men books. Both our voicemails were from Andrews. I just noticed that. If your name is Andrew, you can call us at 188-FANBOYS or any other name <laughs> and leave us a voicemail with a question. Uh, that's 188-FANBOYS, uh, 326-2697. Oh, nice. You did a little prep. I did. So um, please, you know, uh, call in with your questions. It's, it's a lot more fun than sending us an email. So anyway. It, it is. It's fun. It is. But, you know, don't Darrell blew it. He didn't call us. He was yeah, going we to. were hoping Darrell would call. So Darrell, call in, man. We want to hear some of the He the, kept the saying the he fervor. was going to show up. Yeah, which kind of was a little scary. <laughs> we like you all, but you stay there and we'll stay here. <laughs> I don't even like being in the room with those guys. I know. It's, uh, anyway, but Darrell, we love you, so uh, we like you. So. <laughs> you downgraded it. Uh, we, well, to- we, we tolerate you. Yeah, we tolerate you. We're okay with it. Please come to the site and post and yell at us. That's what we like. Um, and call us, 188-FANBOYS, 326-2697. How about that so, Frapper uh, map? How is the Frapper map going? Uh, we had a lot of activity since the last show. We're at 283. Sweet. Fred from Latham, Sean from Mission Vallejo, Nick, from, Nick Berg from Minneapolis, Vallejo. Sean Patrick Vallejo. from Alvin, Paul Montgomery, Paul, 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 Paul Montgomery from Philadelphia, David Castle from Win- Winchester, Henderst from Richardson, Devin Devin. You're not even saying well, words anymore. You're like, you're like Mark Hebert from Calgary. No, no, that was that was last week. Oh, that was last week. Well, Mark yeah. got two then. So, so thank you. Go to uh, frapper.com/slash/ifanboy and, and get represented. Fr.com. No e because it's hip. Represented. Um, we got anything else, Josh? Uh, you can go to many of our. You could. You could come to our website and talk about some of the things that are going on. If you because we, we work so hard to keep it up and 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 able for you to actually visit it. Yeah. Boy, there weren't so. a three phone calls today after that happened. Don't Ooh. don't too many of you come at once. <laughs> no, that's I'm... not that's not even the problem. A lot of you can come. It just I don't know what the problem was. It's a rough day. <laughs> but if today. there's any books you know that you, that we didn't talk about, there's a thread there for the pick of the week every week. Yeah, you talk, talk about, about your. Stuff. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then there's other stuff going on. We got some other threads up this week about all sorts of little things. Stanley's point of view superhero is very bad, and we're moving on. <laughs> um, I just killed us. <laughs> you totally murdered us. No, Sorry. So, um, if you it, so if you did if you like the if you like the show if you like the podcast uh, go to podcastalley.com or iTunes and write a review about us or vote for us or whatever the different sites have and please tell your friends about us if you you and your buddies listen to comics you know they don't listen to the podcast turn them on to it um, trying to spread the iFanboy gospel so um, the more the merrier and if you like the show and you feel like you want to donate some cash to us that's always welcome yes. Family.com slash donations, or you can click on the donation box on the website. It's much harder to talk when we're not in the same room. We can't see who's about to open their mouth. We got you, we got used to seeing each other, and now we're I in did. separate places again. Yeah, now it's all just cr- changing everything. Whereas okay. last week, people were like, oh, I hate it when they're in the same room together. This week is going to be, man, I miss when they were in the same room together. <laughs> now there's all this dead air and we this, can't this confusion. Yeah, we can't. We can't win. Yeah. This show's going to die a slow death. We're the Peter Parker of comic book pack podcasts. We can't win. So we're eventually <laughs> going to marry a supermodel then. I'll you, take that. You could also go to one other place that we're still loath to recommend. You go to you go to our MySpace page. All right, all right yeah. Be our friends. MySpace dot com slash ifanboy. Yeah. Woohoo! Yeah. MySpace. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God, if I never hear that girl ever again, it'll be too soon. 
So, um, all right. So, uh, episode forty-two. I think that's about it. So, um, in I'm the Ron. books, I'm Ron. I'm Connor, and I'll be Josh. And we'll we'll talk to you next week. I think next week you guys should swap. People wouldn't know the difference. You be Josh, and you be Ron. I'm t- I'm really tired of this. It's I'm not really a joke. Tired. People keep saying it. I'm, I'm really tired of it. I'm really pissed off that I can't differentiate my voice from you. I can't. I can't. I'm, I'm more upset. Now. Actually, you can't. You can't tell me from you when you're listening to the podcast. I can't. I thought you just said that you, you couldn't differentiate. Me. No, no. When I speak. Oh, I was gonna say that's effed up. If you can't tell <laughs> me when I'm talking, like what's up with that? That's crazy. <laughs>